0: We good? Okay. <laughs> Welcome, everyone, to the Birth Queen Podcast. I'm Rachel Nix, and I'm so excited to be in L.A. this week. I have a lineup of some pretty dope queens, and we're starting <laughs> off with Angela Lewis. Hey. So Angela is here. She she is born and raised, born and bred, as I would say, in Detroit. That's right. What up uh, though? <laughs> so we got Detroit and Oakland representing today yeah. in La La Land. So we're, <laughs> we're ground. We're rooting. LA that's too. right. That's um, right. <laughs> so, ah, girl, there's so much to cover, but I want you to start by just sharing for those of you who don't know who she is, a little bit about who Angela is and why Black maternal health is important to you. And, you know, you you have been such a supporter of my work, of Kimberly Sales allers work, of Kindred LA um, and beyond. So just kind of share with us why that is.
1: Yeah. So like you said, I'm born and bred in Detroit um, and I spent 13 years in New York as an actor, a struggling actor. Yeah. Those days right. over, though. They, they over. <laughs> you know, you struggle in a different way. And, and actually, you know, one of the things that I strive to do is to get away from, like, the term struggle. Because mm-hmm. I feel like there is struggle in the word struggle. And so if I can find the joy in my journey, mm-hmm. then that's, that, that changes a lot. So the struggling part you know, choosing between buying a backstage or a sandwich. Those days are over, you know, but there is always another level, a level where you feel like you're in the unknown, a level where you're aiming for the next thing, where your dreams have to become bigger
0: and you're like, what the... Or can balancing. We on this show? Oh, have you met me? Okay, good. <laughs> I, especially now that I don't work for nobody, I was like, "Oh fuck, I can say whatever I want." It's amazing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Be uh, free. Yeah. Okay.
1: So you know, we I'm in you know that place, and I feel like as long as we're alive, we're going to be in that place of like mm-hmm. pushing through to get to another side or the next tier and whatever ladder or mountain that you're climbing. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, so I, um, played past tense played aunt Louie in the late great John Singleton series snowfall. Um, we're closing our sixth and final season this week is our final episode. And that's so crazy, but so amazingly beautiful and freeing. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm going to miss, like, the cast and the crew and the yeah. family that we built. But I'm happy to say goodbye to that part, that chapter. You know, we got to start something, have a beautiful middle and arc, and then finish it. And a lot of people don't get that privilege, you know. Mm-hmm. So... um The third season of Snowfall, I was pregnant the entire season. Um, At the beginning, you have a doctor's appointment standard thing for the union or whatever. And on the form, one of the questions was, are you pregnant? And I was like... Yes. (laughs) And like, I wasn't planning on telling anybody, but I was like, this must be for some like insurance thing. Let me go ahead and be honest. Right. And so um, very few people knew at first until I grew and grew and grew and then had to, you know, spill the beans. But I say that just to say that entire season from beginning to end, I was with child. And in my process, because I was um or am privileged enough to be in a place where i have you know an abundance of money to you know have support and resources mm-hmm. without it being like uh you know it didn't um i didn't have to choose between diapers and a doula right you know i and yep. i found out about a doula years ago a friend of mine when i was in college um mentioned Somewhere along the way, I had a couple friends who knew what that word was, and right, and I was like, Oh, and you know, just you know, knew a little bit, but I knew enough, like, Oh, this is an important thing to look into. Mm -hmm. Um, and they also, one of my friends had a water birth in college, and so I was like, That sounds cool as hell, (laughs) I want that for me. (laughs) And so, when I found myself pregnant, I had those two things that I knew. Okay, this is what I'm striving for. Let me yeah. find out who do I need to talk to? What information? Let me Google doula. Let me Google how to have a water birth. Right. And that was the, those were the things that started me on my journey. And so I was able to put together a really beautiful birth team. Mm-hmm. Um, my plan was to birth in a birthing center. There happened to be one like down the street from my house. Okay. Okay. Um, and I went and I visited and it was a beautiful energy in there and it mm-hmm. beautiful spaces. And I was like, oh, yes, this is so going to be
0: peaceful. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to yes. breathe my baby out. Yes, in the
1: water. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I had ready. a neighbor
0: who told me, she's like, yeah, I'm just going to breathe my baby out. We interviewed to, for me to be her doula. And I was like, OK. <laughs> and afterwards, she's like, oh, shit. I was like, yeah, I was trying to. Be supportive and <laughs> help you have a better realistic expectation of that. But
1: Ooh, I mean, I have still I have friends who
0: say I just breathed my baby out. I mean, some I people danced
1: my baby out, and I'm like.
0: Yeah, good for you. Yeah, I pushed for three uh, hours. Yes,
1: push for <laughs> hours and hours.
0: Because <laughs> I decided to have Amazon <laughs> warriors, but so I'm
1: like, okay. Um yeah, so, so i i had a doula i had a midwife um i had a lactation consultant Mm -hmm. um which was kimberly i found out about kimberly after i had already picked my midwife okay i was like there's a black midwife in la you know and so um you know but they did other things and so that's how i you know I was supposed to take a breastfeeding class at the birth center. Okay. But the the woman who taught the class when it was time for me, she was on maternity leave. Okay. And so I was like, "Oh," and then a friend of mine told me about Kindred Space, and so that's okay. how I found them. Um so fast forward anyway to my birth. Shout
0: out to Kindred Space LA. Shout black out. Black owned, founded two black midwives. And they support, have their own support, birthing support. center, they have a birth center classes. They are support, they're Yes.
1: Busy. They're the bomb. <clears throat> and um i'm that's who is supporting me this time around yeah. so i'm very excited about that um so let's fast forward because i have a whole long complicated but beautiful birth story yeah in the end um i needed to be induced right mm-hmm. and so i was lucky that it wasn't an emergency situation. Right. So, and I was also lucky that my midwife had privileges at a hospital, which means she's able to deliver the babies.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um so we went at to, a
0: hospital. At a
1: hospital. Right. right. So we went to Whittier Hospital, which is where she had privileges and she was able to be in charge. Um and I have to say, I have to pause here and say that in my last trimester, the last few days, I went on my baby moon and we went um, to a resort. And when I came home, my belly was itching. And I was just like, oh, and I'm just thinking, you know, I'm stretching, stretching. Eventually that itching turned into a full body rash. And yes, and I had what's called pups rash. And... You don't want to get pups rash <laughs> because it it first of all, what the heck is that? Like I had never heard of I, that. I don't know what that, and is. I was like thinking, I'm some kind of weird alien person. What did I do to get this thing? Yeah, and it turns out a couple of my friends had had pup rash and never mentioned it, and I'm like, we need to be talking about this because you don't there is no way to like. Well, there are ways to prevent it, but there's no—like, you like, you don't do something and then get it and right, it's a right. bad—you know what I mean? It's just a thing that happens. But at least if we know about it, it's something that you are aware of. So you're not like, <laughs> the aliens are taking over my body. What do I do? <laughs> um, so there was a thing called pup rash that you can get in your third trimester. And um, I went to the hospital, to Whittier to um, get tested to make sure it wasn't a liver disease because that it can be um, confused or it kind of mimics a liver disease. Uh And so when I went, I went in to have this rash treated and they were like, oh, you're going to have the baby. And I was like, no, it wasn't time to have the baby. I'm here to get the rash treated. And they're like, oh, so you're going to stay and then you're going to have... And I'm like, no. And my midwife was, you know, back in mid-city you know, in her practice, and I just felt like I wasn't being heard. People were trying to force me to, like, have a C-section, you know, and I just came to get treated for a rash. So finally, I called her, and I was like, please tell them I'm going home. Right. She cleared everything up. I took the test. There was no disease. I was fine. Right. Um. So when it was time to, for me to go back to Whittier to have my baby— I said to her, listen, I'm not getting there first. Either you got to be there first or we got to get there at the same time. Because that that I experienced where it it was just so... It was an outer body experience where you're watching people literally not listen to you, Mm -hmm. not care, telling you, you got to have the baby. It's not even... I'm not even 41 weeks yet. Like, what are we talking about?
0: Mm -hmm.
1: So she met me at the hospital And I ended up with having to get Pitocin and an epidural, had an episiotomy, like all the things I didn't want, I ended up having. And still, it never felt like, um, I mean, I did feel scared because I had a formula for death in my head, like Pitocin plus uh, epidural plus more Pitocin plus not being able to push means I'm going to die. and, 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 and making sure the baby doesn't swallow any meconium. And, and baby There was did. meconium there was, present? At okay. the end. Okay. And when she told me, okay, so there's some meconium. I like. So you're panicked. And she was like, wait, 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 wait. I know. Like, Sometimes
0: no. you don't need to know everything. My <laughs> yeah. midwife was good that way. She didn't. I lost track of time pushing Samuel. So she didn't tell me because I knew if I knew the timestamp, mm-hmm. I knew what, what time right. it was. Right. right. So, yeah, I mean, I think sometimes for those of us who are educated and empowered, all the details are not helpful. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And she, you know, she was like, it's okay. It's
1: just a little, just makes us know it's time. It's It's time. time We got to get her, get
0: the baby out. Mm -hmm. And
1: so um, I I, I felt very supported. My husband was there. He was amazing. And the baby came out and I got to pull the baby out. And that was my favorite part. Like, whoo! reach down and get your baby do 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 feel like it was just like wow um and then afterwards was where I really started to understand the real like I don't know, you know this story, this part of the story, because this is the blood pressure part. Yeah. And so, you know, it took me some time to understand what had really happened. It was after the fact, right? So what happened was I went for my postnatal checkups and at every checkup, when it was time to get my blood pressure taken, she would take the blood pressure and it was high. But it was so high, I guess, that she felt like, Oh, there's something wrong with this machine, and she would like. Oh, wait, let me take it again. And then she would take it, and then like, we. I would be taking my blood pressure like four times in a row. Like, and it was all the same. And it, yeah, well, it was like vary a little bit, you know. But, but a little bit, yeah, not, right. you know. And so then she was like, well, oh, and then they would go and get go get the other blood pressure thing, and then and it would be the same, <laughs> be the same. And, but she would say, okay, okay, that's better. Okay, you're fine.
0: But am I? Okay, right. But it never. Well, right. So that's, I'm going to put a pin in it. Yeah. So you're saying you get to the hospital with the pups rash. You're not being listened to. You're not being respected. You don't feel cared for. You feel like you're being bullied and pushed choices on you that you didn't want. Mm -hmm. And then it's. Again, so that's one thing. I think what's hard about this is when you're not being heard and cared for, it's hard to, to understand. And what we have to just say, which is also hard for us, is it is because we are black. Mm-hmm. And what is so important about us doing this episode with you being Aunt Louie mm-hmm. is that she was not listened to as Aunt Louie. hmm with well, all they didn't the re-
1: even know who Aunt Louie was, I mean, you know what I mean? Like- but I mean,
0: I think more importantly, not putting it on them, but on us. Yeah. So I want to emphasize mm-hmm. that she is Aunt Louie. Mm-hmm. She is resource. She had all these systems in place. She had education. She mm-hmm. knew how to advocate for herself. Mm-hmm. But she still wasn't her because she's still black. And that is hard for us mm-hmm. as black people to be like, oh, shit. Like, you're not listening to me, One. And that is because of the color of my skin. Mm-hmm. That is something that is really incomprehensible to yeah. us as Black people. Yeah, because we are never going to devalue a human based on the complexion of their skin. Right. We don't do that. Right. Right. So it's hard to say, I'm. N- I have to advocate for myself or pivot because these people don't respect my humanity because of my skin. Right. And so I. Th- as a people think that we just you know a, a lot of us it's like oh slavery's over get over it and i'm like but it's not over right Is and that- what do we do with that right right but it's 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 these moments right where she's not being heard that she has to push you need to push the, then the blood pressure, that's some other thing because they think she's strong right. and she's fine.
1: She looks fine. She she's
0: looks smiling. fine, right. And so then we do that to ourselves because as black women, we were raised to be like, girl, you strong, you got this, you fine. So then we're walking around like, I'm fine. Everything's fine. I'm right. fine, I'm fine, I'm fine, I'm fine. Right. And then we're really not. Not. So I think the other thing is encouraging every black woman that listens to this. If something feels off Say, Say it, it, scream it, until someone listens to you because yeah. they are small things like a headache, a little shortness of breath it It doesn't feel like you're about to die before right. you're about but to
1: that's, die and that's it, and that is the thing about blood pressure that I learned. It is called the silent killer because right. there there is no headache, there is no thing it's just this cuff is saying your blood pressure is high, so what I could have done had I known it is after, you know, you check in and checking and checking, okay, you know what, I'm just gonna go to the hospital because Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because I, I literally had no
0: symptoms, but that and that is the that's typical right. which of high blood pressure. They should know. And if you're right. exactly you full ass PPO, you're like, I'm coming to you to do your damn job. <laughs> exactly. I wasn't asking you to come to set and do mine. So <laughs> exactly. I came here. Exactly. So what's happening? And
1: this went on for months. So my baby was born in October November, December, in January, I was ready to like get back out in the world. I was like, okay, I'm going to join the gym. I'm going to get a trainer. I went and as a part of getting a trainer, they do a little workup on you and having your blood pressure tested is part of it. So the girl is testing my blood pressure. and She's like, oh no, something must be wrong with the blood pressure machine. And I was like... <sighs> It's okay, not I'm not funny. at the midwife's, uh, uh, you know, I'm not at the birthing center no more. Like, this is not the same two cuffs that we've been like, oh, you need to, you know, spend some money and get some new cuffs. This is like a whole different place, a whole different person. And she's telling me the same. something place. is weird. Yeah. And I was like, so I left there and I texted my nutritionist. I said, um... And I don't remember now what the, what the numbers were. But when I sent him the numbers, he said, go to ER right now. And I was like, right now, right now? Like, maybe I should go home and, like, get Jamal, my husband, and my baby. And, like, no, he said, right now. Okay, mm-hmm. so let me text my husband and say, hey, I'm going to the ER. Something is up. So I get to the hospital. This is an urgent care in Beverly Hills. And I wait for like five minutes. There was nobody there. The doctor comes in. He asks me questions. And I'm telling him what's up. I tell him the whole thing. And he goes, okay. So let me take your blood pressure. He takes my blood pressure. He goes, oh, wait, let me do it again. Something must be. Oh, my God. And I was like, no, there's nothing wrong. I have hot. This is bad.
0: Like, I, it's. I all I can do is laugh when you tell this story because I'm like, what? On God's green earth, were these all white people?
1: No. Okay. One was Latina, the trainer. the The doctor in the urgent care was South Asian.
0: But no black people dismissed no, you. No, okay. no, no okay. black people. Let's put it that me. way. Yeah, I I'm honestly speechless. And like, the, what do we do? I think it's because you know I'm so solution oriented. Yeah. But what do we do with that? Like, how did it make you feel? Is that a better question? As it was happening, as it was happening, it, it, it's
1: crazy because it never felt like like there is a difference between someone being overtly disrespectful and calling you a nigger or something like that or like you know and then so there's that extreme but then there's the you look perfectly healthy this something is wrong with the machine you know what I mean right that's like
0: and I'm supposed to trust you and your white coat
1: yes right and so, if you say, "Oh, it's the machine," I'm thinking, "Okay, okay well, maybe you need to get a new machine, because this is crazy. Why does this
0: keep happening?" But not for seven different machines, right? Like people,
1: right? And so, you know, it wasn't until after, where I had time to process, that I'm like, "They really was gonna let me walk out of there and have and stroke out at any given moment, because that's really what could have happened." Yeah, for four months. I could have dropped dead.
0: And that's what everyone needs to understand about the black maternal health crisis. It's a dismissal of pain. It's a dismissal of clear numbers on a machine. And so many of us then drop dead. Yeah. Yeah. And then, you know, like when I
1: think about like my trainer, because I still work with her. You know what I mean? Like. And if she ever saw this, she would feel so bad. <laughs> she loves me and I love her. No,
0: and it's not that it's wrong. I think it's that we don't want to see the worst, but like we need to acknowledge what we're seeing and yes. also play it safe yes. when it comes to someone's yes. care. Yes. Or on the side of, right. you know, con- be conservative. Right, right, exactly. Right. And, and And at least be like, oh,
1: this thing says your blood pressure is really high. How Let's about we deeper. do this? Yes, right. as opposed to like mm, something wrong with the machine. You know what I mean. So it is. It's. It's a. It's. It's so nuanced, yeah. And I think that that speaks to our struggle in general. Yeah, there's so many like microaggressions that we have to like dodge and jump over and sidetrack just to like keep going and keep our sanity. And when it comes to our health, you know, like you said, these people that we trust and that we want to trust, and you know, if you like me, you know, I do research if I'm getting a new washing machine. So, <laughs> <laughs> I'm call you. I hear please do. <laughs>
0: I'm like here the credit card. I don't know. I, don't
1: I just I can't because <laughs> if my shit break down, I'll be like. <laughs> And you open a review, fifty thousand reviews saying the shit machine gonna break down. You're like, no, <laughs> I would rather know ahead of time. You get the one that's gonna work. So you know when I was Which is why up... all of my
0: friends are so OTD. I don't know how I attract y'all. I couldn't be more honest. It's amazing. You're but when, you, where I'm
1: weak. when you put that much research into the people that you're trusting with your care, your life. You know, and then, you know, after the fact, you look back and you're like, wait a minute.
0: I think the the real here for me is twofold. It It is for black people, women, but it's really for everyone else. Please yes. question and deconstruct this idea that black people yes. and women are like superhuman. Right. I say this when black men get shot like, Forty-five times, right. I'm like, did you think he was the Incredible Hulk?
1: Right, you must
0: have. Like, right. you are, you really think we are super fucking human? Yeah. I mean, they have studies that they think our th- skin is thicker, right. and that we know that people still feel like Black women don't feel pain the way White women do, you know, in childbirth and beyond. And it's like that is not true. We are human beings. Yeah. So when you start to say, "Oh, girl, you're fine," or "You're so strong," like stop, right? Because then you're you're Selling us that lie to, as well. Yeah. And so it wasn't until maybe two years ago, I had a conversation in Oakland with my cousin. I'm like, shit, I don't think I've ever said I'm not okay. Mm. I w- always, like, my I had a girlfriend chills. that was a joke because I'd be like, it's fine. I'm fine. Everything's fine. She would, We would joke about it. But she's right. like, Rachel. I'm not always fine. And then one day I said, I'm having, I'm not okay today. And my girlfriend was like, you were going to choose joy and everything's fine. And I'm, I said, you know what? Not today. Right. And it yeah. took a conscious effort to feel safe enough that I'm not failing myself or anyone else yeah. as a black woman to say, I'm not okay. Yeah. I know I can do it, but I don't want to be superhuman anymore because right. we're not. Right. Yeah. And that is the expectation of even our men. Yes. I was tight. I put something online, and I love you, black men. But it's like I had done an interview. <laughs> We're still
1: yeah, women. And <laughs> I I, did, I had done an interview, and in that interview, I said, you know, black women, we have to fight for everything. We even have to fight for the right to be vulnerable. Yes, and a black man responded to that and he was like you you want to be weak such and such a. and i was just like oh
0: boy no i want you wow. to be soft and that is the criticism right so they there was research by like mental health professionals that said oh black woman's anxiety manifests as anger and irritation mm. and then i i did a, a like a webinar last week and she said often what it is is we're being um violated Mm -hmm. And so that deep level of violation triggers anger. Mm -hmm. And so it's when you see a black woman look really tough, we're actually too afraid to be vulnerable because no one ever asks if we're okay. Yeah. And so so much of my work. Just both with my friends, right? Like when we're texting quickly, like, how are you? I mean mean it for real. And like I know we have that where I can like you feel safe. When my girlfriends can send me one of them text messages, like all the way down, I'd be like, yes, we real friends. Okay. Like she like, let me fucking unload what's really going down. That's why I had that vision, remember? Yeah. So, oh, let's tell everybody. Okay. We've been working on uh anybody wanna pay for this? That would be great. Yes. We have a whole series that we put together uh, uh the two of us and Stephanie, Stephanie Lily Smith sure her, her concept helped put all of our she organized she organized, she organized a lot of ideas <laughs> yes. in a brilliant way yes. so if anybody wants to produce a <clears throat> Series. series on Black maternal health that is focused on dealing with the real, the solutions, and highlighting the joy. That's it ain't right. no rinse and repeat of trauma and drama. We, right. we ain't got we no, There'll be some that. drama, but in in all the it right is ways. Joy, <laughs> <laughs> dramatic joy. joy. Yes. Um. But yeah, this whew, that is it's it's a lot because yeah. we really need a hug. But I think I've even had like black male friends of mine who be like, "Well, but you got this, girl. You got this. You so strong." And I was like. But your baby mama get like a whole lot of money every month. Can, can I have some of that? I don't want to be that strong. Can I be can I get on the payroll? No, like and a hug. I remember with my ex, I would have days where I'd come home overloaded. I'll never forget. He said this. He was like, "Yeah, days that you're stressed and you walk in the house, I just, I just leave you alone." Mm. That crushed me. Yeah, I'm like, I need you. When I come home, I want to be soft,
1: right?
0: Right, because I, I have to. I have to do this muscle dance and all. You know, <laughs> yes. I'm trying to disarm people and yes. all that all day. And I, I choose to be authentically me in my life, but it's still a dance, right? Yeah. We always have to do a dance. Always. And sometimes for each other because, you know, as you enter a room full of black people, you're like, listen, I'm here. This is a safe space, right. you know?
1: yeah. I
0: don't know. I, I don't know what the solution is, but it's it's hard on us as a black woman. It's women. very like, hard on us. It, and there's so many masks. And so, and then we're
1: not even going to talk about I was talking with a, a, a black man, friend of mine, uh, just like yesterday. Um, and he... It was quite refreshing because he he didn't say muscle through. He acknowledged Mm -hmm. the wearing of the mask. Because I was telling him, like I was telling you, like, when I'm walking around in my everyday life... You know, if you don't watch Snowfall, you don't know who I am, and I'm not the not kind even of...
0: like y'all can be more different.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I mean, I'm sure some of that in there. Though. You try to keep it here. <laughs> right. They hired me for a reason. <laughs> <laughs> she from Detroit, right? And I'm from We smile a lot, but you fuck around, <laughs> you, you, you gonna find out, <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> People be like. Oh, oh. You sound very passionate, Rachel. I was like, like, you want to keep that Oakland inside, like a little genie. Keep it in the bottle, okay?
1: (laughs) (laughs) But I was telling you guys, like, you know, I'm not walking around, you know, all designer dot. I got on my sweats. I I went to the nail salon, Mm -hmm. and it was kind of the straw that broke the camel's back. I walked in, and I was there, and I just noticed, you know, Well, I noticed when I'm pregnant, I'm looking at the world, and usually, like, when I see a pregnant woman, I smile, like, "Ah," and it's such a beautiful thing to receive Mm -hmm. and return. And I noticed that in my first pregnancy, when I didn't have on my wedding rings, I wouldn't get smiles back. It would be like, and I'm looking away, and I'm looking at the floor, grimacing, looks of disgust, and I'm like, so... I made that it ring, my mission. By the way,
0: is fly?
1: Thank you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I made it my mission to always wear my wedding rings when I was out. Like I am married people. This I'm okay.
0: And even if you're not, <laughs> and guess even what? If you're not <laughs>
1: exactly.
0: I'm having a baby, and that's a beautiful thing. <laughs> exactly. And if I'm married or not, it's none of your fucking. It's none misses. of your fucking. But business. by the way, women, black women, repeatedly, when they go to the hospital in labor, are asked. Do you have a husband? Mm. Why does it matter? Why does that? I am about to have a human. Right. My marital status has nothing, nothing to do with that. that. Nothing. Nothing. It it happens often. Yeah. How many kids do you have? How, what are their ages? Mm. Like these are the things that Black women deal with in labor. Right. It's in. I mean, it's. I was like, by the way, you know, who the majority of people on public assistance do not look like us, yeah, by the way by the way that that's a number that's like a fact, not a perception. go ahead, so here I
1: am in this pregnancy, and my fingers have swollen just at least a little bit like they don't look like hot dogs or nothing, but oh, cute. I, <laughs> thank you, but I know th- I know that they've swollen because I can't my rings don't fit, right, and that didn't happen for me until like the last. <clears throat> month of my pregnancy last time. So, you know, I'm walking around and I'm and because I noticed what I noticed last time, right. I was like, "Oh, well, I shouldn't have to have my rings on in order to feel worthy of anything." I shouldn't have to have on my diamond earrings to feel like I can walk into a restaurant and be respected. Or, you know what I mean? Like, whatever the status symbol is, I shouldn't have to have that. Yeah. And so, this time around, I was like, well, I'm five months. Because it's been like a month. I'm five months. My rings don't fit. And you just got to walk through the world as you. And you can't, you know... It doesn't matter. People smile, they don't, whatever. But it is a, it's like a a chipping, Mm -hmm. you know. They call it
0: weathering. Yeah. And that's, if people don't understand, like it affects our health because it's the microaggressions, it's the judgments, it's the criticisms, it's the weight that we always have to carry. And I had this conversation during the pandemic with my cousin, it's actually, shout out, happy birthday, Rod. Um, Happy birthday. That... It's not a competition. Black, being black is beautiful Mm -hmm. and it's heavy. Mm -hmm. It's both, Mm -hmm. right? And that I made the argument and he agreed that, we do carry more as black women because we want our men to be able to go be our king and mm-hmm. conquer and go out, you know. And black men can't go out worrying that they're not going to come home, right, to to right. accomplish their day. Right. They got to just go and hope for the best right. to be, you know, our providers and protectors. Right. But while they're out providing and protecting, we're worried if they come home or not. Yeah, And we go to work. We breastfeed We have babies We cook We clean We pay the bills We take the trash out We mm-hmm. You know I don't be taking the trash <clears> out I gotta be honest about that Yeah that's good mm-hmm. <laughs> My husband went out of town
1: one time And I was like
0: Oh no I try to oh. tell my boys You know I'm like uh, Y'all y'all drag this trash out But you know I got a different situation But soon They'll just do it Because yes. mommy is like Alright Come on y'all I Samuel was two He was three years old I, We were on the way to pre-K And I said Go ahead Grab some recycling and let's go, yeah. cause I'm raising men. Yes, and and he was like, my hands hurt. I said, well, we gonna stand here till your hands feel better, and you go grab a box. <laughs> and that's my kid's reality. He was as soon as he could walk, especially we were in the apartment in Harlem. I'd get the bag. He like, I help you, mommy. I said, that's right. Dad. Yes, you know, and, and daddy don't really take yeah. out trash. But, you know. <laughs> But they're gonna learn to I take had to out think really hard that, that weekend, like
1: if I don't take out the trash, it's
0: gonna smell gonna like rats.
1: <laughs> I'm like, okay. Guess I should take out
0: the trash. You're like, I guess I can. <laughs> so you did figure out the soft life, at least yeah, on the yes, trash. Exactly. On the trash. Exactly. <laughs> I before we close, because there's so much we could talk about, yeah. can you talk about as you are a successful actor and a mom? Mm-hmm. How did you do that? How are you doing that? And how does that make you feel?
1: Um, that is always a great question. I am
0: I, I don't know how I'm doing it. I'm just I'm doing it. You know yeah. what I mean? Like And you breastfed for three years? Almost three, yeah, years? three years. Yeah, three years. Yeah. So I think that's years. also important to highlight. She has long days, but she was able to successfully be an actor and a mommy and a Breastfeeding mommy. Yeah. So
1: my daughter was born in 2019, just months before everything got shut down. So I I don't know how I'll do it this time around. Okay. It'll be a whole other thing. Yeah. Perhaps, you know. Um, I did... Once we went back I was still pumping but it wasn't like the same. Yeah, cuz she was two at that time so the milk had gone down <clears throat> and you know um but it is a it's an interesting thing. It, it, <laughs> Needing to pump, like, they gave me time. Okay, so this is the, okay, how much time do you need before you need to go pump? And how much time do you need? And, you know, there was um, open communication around that. Right. But I did notice people would be like, so you're going to go do what you need to do? (laughs) I need to pump. Yeah. <laughs> so I can breastfeed my child Breasts. Breastfeed. Like, why?
0: Meanwhile, that- your show That's is that- violent that- as hell. Yeah. This is it's crack. Like, what is happening? I'm like, <laughs> isn't this show about crack? You can't say breast milk?
1: <laughs> and people would be
0: like, oh, you need, you know, you need anything. Teddy, My titties. Yeah. <laughs> make milk. I've had sex. I have a baby. So you have weird. a penis. I have a vagina. <laughs> 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 it is the craziest.
1: I'm like. Yeah. I literally had to say, y'all, <laughs> come on. We don't have to tiptoe around breastfeeding. Like then milk. You can say milk, because they would really be like, do you need somewhere to put the the milk?
0: <laughs> You're <laughs> like, I'm not going in there to like masturbate and collect so like, weird. It's not a donation <laughs> like sperm or something. Right. I don't Even that, I'm like, great, it's it's for a good cause. Exactly. Oh god. I don't know. So you, weird
1: things like that happen and you have to like <laughs> that's one of the things that we're like working around like okay and so i don't know how i'm doing it i'm just just doing it i am um i try to you have help live my, i definitely
0: have help okay there is no shame in having help people and as black i would say as a black person that was that was weird for me like the idea of having a nanny yeah Shout out to Mimi, okay? Because when I hit it big, <laughs> Mimi get in the house. If yes. I ever win a, an award, she's going to be on a red carpet. Yeah, Because my life is possible because Because, of of, exactly. Period, the end. Period, the end. And she sees me and all that I do. And we have this beautiful relationship where she's like, you go work, and you know, so that you can take care of the family and me. Mm-hmm. And I'm taking care of this while you go do that. Exactly. So we take care of each other. It's, exactly. It's not help. And she's. Right family right and I'm really big about caring and and that's huge but I think it was a bit of a hang-up and then when my son says, yeah, my nanny and I'm like, oh, what, right. what people life are is gonna, this? Exactly. I didn't grow up with that. Yeah, exactly. I grew up with aunties and after school. That's right. You know what I mean? Exactly. So it's it's different, but I do, I want to be clear about that so that anyone, but especially black people, it's, it's different. Especially with slavery, you know, you like, I got hired help. This is odd. Right. right. In Africa though, they got, they have all the help. I'm they like, have help. I'm, I'm, can I move to Ghana so I can have a driver, a cook, <laughs> a chef? A, they, I was like, <laughs> All what? the things. This is amazing. (laughs) Uh, Goals. Hire. Delegate.
1: That's that's right. And that doesn't mean you have to be rude and mean to the people that you're paying to help you live your life. But back to weathering, right? If you're trying
0: to do everything, it's not good for you, your kid, your partner, your job. Like, you can't. You cannot. And as working actors, the hours are like minimum 12 hours. Yeah. Really like 14. Easy. Minimum. You're right. And you never know, you don't know what time you're
1: getting off work. Right. And you you could be like, oh, this is one scene. It's just me and one person. I'm gonna be out here by two PM. (laughs) Next thing you know, it's two AM.
0: And you're like, okay. And then you're still mommy. That's what the other thing, people don't your kid don't give a shit that you aunt Louie. None. And that you worked up too? She sleeps. She's like, well, that's when you gotta come back. Exactly. And you know, when you get home, like freaking walking dead. Yes. Anytime I'm, they literally are like, yeah, <laughs> mommy. And I'm like, y'all will sleep. <laughs> I, th- I always blame the breast milk because I the think that they can smell it. <laughs> right. But even now, I'm like, damn. And they both, they, all of a sudden, it's like, you just got home, mommy. And I was like, and I'm a little drunk, go to bed. Like, <laughs> Why? And they're like, I want to get in the bed with you. I was like, I don't want you to be in the bed with me, sleeping on my neck. Right. Like, <laughs> oh my God. Can you please? Yes. <laughs> it's like, I love motherhood. It's awful. <laughs> never sleep. You can't shit by yourself, shower. Uh, Baldwin's, Baldwin's like, like,
1: will let me do that. She'd be like, stinky, mommy. <laughs> the door. Well, I have boys, they
0: in there like, what up? Baldwin went through this adorable phase. Because I get no privacy, which I think is great because now they understand like what a period is and whatever. And then I remember the day, he's two and a half, but it was right at two that he looked up at my vagina. Because, you know, they're right at the like, he was like, then he looked down. He's like, something different. He got a different thing. And then like, I wiped. So then he went through this whole thing where he'd stand there while I peed. And then he get my toilet paper. It wasn't really something I could put on Instagram without seeming kind of gross. Right. But it was so adorable that he was understanding my mommy has a vagina and needs toilet paper. It was like so adorable. I was like, you're gonna be a good man. You're gonna get her some toilet right. paper. Like,
1: so I'm having a boy, right? Yeah. And so okay. Brooklyn is like, my daughter is like starting to like really understand yeah. he, she, vagina, penis. And right. She's like, Daddy, <laughs> is that your penis? He's so like Brooklyn. <laughs> so like, she gotta
0: learn. My dad still can't like watch a sex scene. <laughs> On TV with me, I'm like, I have two whole ass kids, right? But when I got married, he was on the phone with me every day, like. So when my when the grandkids coming, I said, Well, you know that includes sex, right? So I don't know. So, my mom was like, He did that. I was like, Yes, he'd be like. So when are the babies coming? <laughs> right. I was like, My dad does that too. Yeah, don't like that. It's actually not good. I it, I found it very endearing, but if you have trouble getting pregnant, that could be very stressful. Yeah, um, absolutely. I, I, I just I, found it like, I was like, yeah. <laughs> and you waited a minute.
1: Yeah. So oh, yeah. Because I, I was dying. like, my husband, he wanted to have kids immediately. And I was like, no, we're going to be married for some time. And then, and I'm glad we did that because it's it is more than a notion.
0: Uh, yeah, that's a whole nother conversation. Yeah. <laughs> but career and being
1: a mom, again, yes. I'll just say again, I don't know how I'm doing. Things come up. I try to live my life in as much awareness as yeah. I possibly can. <clears throat> Excuse me. And so, you know. When this needs to get done, I address this. When this, you know, right now, I'm I'm trying to navigate. Like my daughter's been on spring break for two weeks.
0: What, like who did? Who?
1: Yeah, and, two weeks, uh, mm-hmm. and I'm home working. And so what I learned from her parent-teacher conference is she is very capable of playing on her own. She won't let us. She's like, play with me, play with me. So we like thinking we got to keep her entertained 24-7. No, she know how to play by herself. Yeah, stop <laughs> that helicopter parents. <laughs> so now I'm like, okay, Brooklyn, you're going to go play mm-hmm. for 40 minutes. And then I give her like 10, 15 minutes on the iPad to play her little game. In that time, I'm doing my work, whatever I need to do. And then I'll play with you for 20 minutes. And then you'll have some more play-alone time. So that's kind of how we're navigating. Because I don't have a nanny right now. When she started school, plus my nanny. Hey, shout out to Chanel. She um, has big dreams. And she started her own daycare. So okay. she's doing that. And Brooklyn's in school. So I didn't need anybody full-time anymore. Yeah. And um. so, but now... When she's home, it's like, oh, God, what are we going to do?
0: <laughs> Children's there's, Museum. There's- <laughs> Natural History Museum. What other museum can we go to? <laughs> you know? It's a lot. but And they are different with us. Like, they're not trying to right. sit still. My my right. teacher is like, he's so great. And then after school, he acts like a psycho. And then I have two boys. So even my mom, she's because I... It's me and my younger brother. So, and he was, you know, he reads The Economist for fun. So he was like a different type of dude, you know, or he would <laughs> right. just go and play basketball outside quietly. Right. My kids, <laughs> um, you know, she was sitting there just judging like, damn, it's really loud in here. I'm like, yeah, we we free up in here. <laughs> right. It's <Exactly>. real loud. <laughs> Pop a gummy here, put some earplugs in. I don't know. Like it's, it's loud. Okay. In closing, um, what, in a in a few sentences, what was your biggest push moment and what are you giving birth to next? Tell me more about the biggest push moment. Anything. Like, what did you push through? It doesn't have to... Mm. It could be Brooklyn. Yeah. But... Ooh. Um, <clears throat>
1: I will say that people always ask me, like, how am I like Louie or am I like Louie at all? Or what did I learn from Louie? And I say it time and time again. And I'm going to say it here because it really was a i have learned i am learning cuz i'm still learning how to walk in my power mm. <clears throat> i think there's one thing to stand in your power and then there's a whole other thing to like actually walk in it i felt that yeah and i learned that i you can't i couldn't be afraid in playing louie i couldn't be afraid to look stupid holding this gun. I couldn't be afraid to feel stupid being a drug dealer or whatever that means. And however that's going to show up in the scene, I had to talk to the resources that I had, which is show me how to hold this gun. Show me how to do this. Okay. Oh, I got to cook crack now. Okay. What's the lesson? Oh, I got to do my wrist like this, like this too fast, too slow. You know what I mean? But I couldn't be afraid. I couldn't. It couldn't look like she's scared. Louis pushed you. Louis pushed me. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. But then that bled over into my real life. Yeah. Louis said exactly what the fuck she wanted,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and she went and got it. And <clears throat> in my life, as I am reaching a different place in my career, everything is new. It's a whole different ball game now. The, all the things that I worked to be able to express and dream and, and all the things. Now I'm at a different place. It's like, oh God, now I got to talk to these people. Now I'm producing and I got to have pitch meetings. and And it's a lot. It's very scary for me. Mm-hmm. But I can't walk in my life afraid because mm-hmm. I can't do it. Mm-hmm. This life that I'm living now can't be scared. Not that fear can't show up, but I can't let it run me. <clears throat> um, and so that is my biggest push that I'm still pushing through. I'm still birthing this next phase of my life and my career and of mommyhood. I'm getting ready to have two now. Like, holy shit. Well, okay.
0: Um beautiful chaos. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And then you're giving birth to little man. Little man. Not, well, it. not it. Not it. <laughs> Him. Hims. <laughs> um, I love you so much. I love you too. And yeah, speaking of like doing this, we doing that together. It's right. a whole new phase. Um, I'm happy to have you in my orbit. Yay. And we are all blessed to have you. Thank you guys so much. Thank you, Angela. Thank you, Rachel. And this is a to be continued yeah. for sure. My birth queen. Yeah. Hey, I'm a birth queen. (laughs) You are a birth queen.